Well, there's something that's gone uh, viral on TikTok recently, and uh, it's called the sea shanty. So how many of you have heard of uh, the sea shanty? Raise your hand if you've heard this yet. Okay, how many of you know what TikTok is? Raise your hand if you know what TikTok is. <laughs> All right, good. So a sea shanty is basically this song, um, and there was this young guy, Nathan Evans, he's 26 years old, and he was one of those people that just uploaded something to uh, TikTok because he thought it was fun, he thought it was uh, kind of funny and cool, and, uh, and then it went viral. Like, it, it just went all over uh, the world, and people were watching it from all over the world, and then it kind of went trending where um, Kermit the Frog sang it, um, Andrew Lloyd Webber sang it, uh, the late night hosts began doing their, old, their own sea shanties, and um, so I wanted to, to play you a little bit of his uh, sea shanty, and then notice how like other people jump in, either with instruments or with songing. Beca- it becomes like this kind of communal experience. So this is um, uh, the Wellerman. It's a, a, a classic sea shanty, and uh, I'll, sh- I'll play this uh, video of Nathan Evans who sang it. The ship was a belly of tea. The winds blew up her bow, dipped down a below my belly. If you got rhythm, feel free to. Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. Okay, that's going to be stuck in your head all day, I promise you now. So the cool thing, I started reading about sea shanties because I didn't know actually what it was. And um, they were songs sung by sailors. And they were sung especially to keep sailors, like, motivated. So when the, when the, when the, the sea began to get stormy or when they didn't see, you know, the sky for days, um, when they grew hungry, when they grew tired... You know, when everybody on the crew was just starting to feel like they were going to give up, one person would start singing a sea shanty. And so they would just begin singing it, and it would be kind of like a call and response. You know, so the the leader would sing the sea shanty, and everybody else on the boat would respond to it. And the cool thing is, um, it lifted the spirits of the sailors, but it also helped them get the work done that they needed to do. So when they would sing it to the beat, that's when they would, you know, row together, or that's where they would uh, tug on the ropes to lift the sail together. And they would begin to do everything in this beat, you know, just over and over and over this kind of, uh, this, uh, like, catchy beat and catchy tune. And the cool thing it w- was, it brought the whole ship together. So when, when everybody started to get down or depressed or sad or kind of, you know, look into themselves, and this was one way to bring the whole ship together, and not only bring, bring them together, but keep them focused on what the goal was. So the lyrics would always be about returning home, getting, getting out of the, the danger, some of the joys of what it would be like when they get home. And so I realized as I was kind of reading about this or, or uh, you know, watching these different videos uh, from different people and listening to, the, listening to the lyrics and hearing the beat, that we have something very similar to this in our faith we have something known as the Psalms. So all of the Psalms are meant to be sung together 
And as you heard today, there's always a cantor that sings kind of the, the lead part, and then the people join in on the refrain. And the amazing things about the Psalms is that they cover every range of emotion. So they cover sadness. They cover uh, the desire to give up. They cover anger. They cover joy. Um, they cover all of it, the entire range of human emotion. And so the, this young kid, he would be interviewed, and as he described the sea shanties, he would say that they were a way to get people to join in. So virtually online, people would begin to upload their voice over, you know, over the main voice. They'd upload their instruments, and before you know it, there'd be like this cool sound of the choral, the people all singing together in harmony. And he said it was just a way for them to sing along, stomp their feet, clap their hands, and keep morale high. And I know that we're all in need of keeping our morale high, right? So as we come to the end of this horrible time in our lives, the end of this pandemic, think about just a year ago when the, you know, the churches were closed. People were un unable to come to Mass. I think the other interesting parallel is we've been discouraged from singing. So we're not allowed to sing right now. Well, we just heard that singing is, is what brings us together. Singing is what brings us joy. Singing is what keeps, keeps us going when we're feeling sad or down or unmotivated. We need this. St. Ambrose explains, uh, there's a beautiful quote by him that he talks about the, psal the Psalms, and he calls the Psalms a gymnasium for the soul. So he, he, he describes the Psalms as a gymnasium for the soul. And what he means by that is they're a great way for us to get, to get in spiritual shape and to keep in spiritual shape so that when we begin to struggle or we begin to go through difficult times, if we know the Psalms, we can sing them during any time of our life, during any season of our life, during any, any emotions that we may be going through. So I'm going to read just a quote from uh, St. Augustine. And he says that history instructs us, the law teaches us, prophecies foretell us, correction punishes us, morality persuades us, but the book of the Psalms goes further than all of these. It is medicine for our spiritual health. Whoever reads it will find in it a medicine to cure the wounds caused by his own particular passions. Whoever studies it deeply will find in it a kind of gymnasium open for all souls to use. Where there are different psalms are like different exercises set out before him. In that gymnasium, in that stadium of virtue, he can choose the exercises that will train him best to win the victor's crown. Usually when I'm working out or running, I like to listen to music because that keeps me energized and keeps me going. And we hear from St. Augustine, that's what the Psalms are for us. If we pray them, if we sing them, if we um, get to know them well, they become this gymnasium for us where we can exercise all of our emotions, all of life's challenges and difficulties. We can be strengthened with the Psalms. So they're a part of every single Mass that's celebrated every single day. They're an essential part of the Mass, the Psalms. Priests and religious make a promise to pray the, the psalms all throughout the day in what's known as the Liturgy of the Hours. I'm sure many of you lay people know how to pray that as well, and it's called the Universal Ch Prayer of the Church. So the Liturgy of the Hours are, are prayed in the morning, 
at noon, in the evening, at night, overnight, perpetually, all day long, all around the world, the liturgy of the hours, the psalms are being sung. As I mentioned, there are call and response. You have a leader who begins and chants, and then everybody else joins in. And these psalms are a way for us to remember our story. They're a way for us to, uh, to continue on when times get difficult. And so I would encourage you to have your own psalm. Like if you were to pick one of the 50 psalms of the Bible, what's yours? Mine is Psalm 139, for example. It's the one I'm going to use at my funeral when I die. Oh, Lord, you search me and you know me. You know all my ways. I love that psalm. So I encourage you to pick a psalm that becomes your favorite. But something very interesting happens in today's psalm, Psalm 137. Something very interesting happens. So just to give you a little context of where it is, the Hebrew people who had been idolaters, and idolaters are having other gods, putting other gods besides our God. The Hebrew people had been kind of like plagued by this. They kept falling into idolatry. They kept worshiping other gods. And so finally God said enough, and he allowed them to be exiled. The entire city of Jerusalem was sieged and destroyed, and the Jewish people had to flee. And they flew to a place called Babylon, now, it's interesting, you know how the Pope just visited Iran? But that's where southern Iran is where Babylon is. So the Hebrew people had went to Babylon, they fleed, and when they got to Babylon, they became enslaved by the Babylonians. So the Babylonians took them over, held them hostage, made them all their slaves. And this is where Psalm 137 is written. There's a, a, a wonderful beautiful but uh, painful line that says, on the aspens of the land, we hung up our harps. So what does hanging up their harps mean? It means they quit singing the psalms. The psalms were all accompanied by a harp. And they hung up their harp, meaning things got so bad for them, so painful for them, so horrible for them, that they stopped singing the psalms. They just quit singing. They despaired. They gave up. And so their captives would start to make fun of them, realizing that they were despairing and giving up, and they would say, why don't you play your harps now? You know, just kind of, why don't you sing your song now? Really kind of giving it to them. And the psalm is about that time where they hung up their harps, and they let their right hands wither, which is the hand that they would play their instrument with, and their tongue be silenced. So no more singing. I think about that in the church today, right? There's no singing right now. But this time of captivity would only be for so long. And the interesting and fascinating thing about this is the Hebrews who had been idolaters for centuries um, before that when they were rescued this time, when God rescued them from Babylon, that would be the last time they would ever be idolaters. It'd be the last time they ever worshipped a foreign god. And so they would pick up their harps once more, and they would begin to sing. So I think for all of us as a church, as we come to this end of the pandemic and begin to sing together again, Hopefully this time of pandemic 
has helped us to be less idolatrous. And what I mean by that is hopefully it's helped us, you know, if you think about before the pandemic, hopefully it's helped us reorder our lives so that God is number one, that he's number one over work. He's number one over sports. He's number one over anything else it may be that have kept us from him. I know so many people that have told me their spiritual lives have grown in so much during this time of the pandemic. And I think a lot of it is because everything's been taken away from us. And so we've had to focus on the spiritual life. And so I just invite you to reflect on your life. Has there ever been a time for you when you've hung up your harp? Can you you look back at your life and see a time where you ever gave up on God or gave up on hope? There ever been a time that you despaired? And I want you just to think about that and remember that just to help us see that God has saved us. God has saved you probably from some time in your life when you hung up your harp, some time in your life when you gave in despair, some time in your life when you gave up the beat of the Psalms. And I invite you to do that only to show that God does get us through difficult times. Think about my own life, my own family, my friends. Everybody's had some time where they were just completely crushed and ready to cash it in or give it up. And we can look back now and say that God has freed us. And so as we come to this end of this pandemic, and as we come to this end of the season of Lent, hopefully we take our harps up again and we begin singing. Hopefully the Psalms become this wonderful gymnasium of our soul. Hopefully God once more is the center of our lives. And so I hope for each and every one of you that the shanty continues, that the Psalms continue, that the joy continues, and ultimately that we march together on this wonderful song to eternal life.